Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for another opportunity to have this meeting with you. As you have been speaking to our hearts, please continue to speak to our hearts. Help us to profit from this discussion today, even as we have been profiting from the previous discussions. And at the end of everything, let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. We'll read Haggai chapter 1 verse 13. And it says, Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, spoke the Lord's message to the people, saying, I am with you, says the Lord. So far, we have seen that Haggai, the Lord's messenger, spoke the Lord's message to the people. We have noted that God desires to speak to us, the people, directly. In Old Testament times, he spoke through the prophets to the people. But when they erred, when they went against him, he spoke to the people through their leaders. That is, he spoke to their leaders, and the leaders will now tell the people their error and get them to return to God. And when they returned to God in repentance, he again spoke to them through the prophets. And that is exactly what was happening here. Because after God had spoken through Haggai to the leaders and the leaders had spoken to the people, the people had repented and now God was speaking directly to the people through Haggai. In New Testament times, God speaks directly to us through his son, Jesus Christ, and his word. Indeed, Jesus Christ is the word of God. But when we err, when we sin, God is now going to speak to us through third parties. He will speak to us through maybe preachers, through a brother or a sister to try and correct us and bring us back to God. And when we repent as a result of hearing the word of God from the message of God from this third party, God again begins to speak directly to us through his son and his word. Today we shall be looking at what God said to the people. He said to them, I am with you. When God was going to send Moses to Egypt, God said to Moses, I will certainly be with you. So when God is saying to you, I am with you or I will be with you, it is a thing of joy and it is a blessing. But when God withdraws from us, we should be sad and we should repent quickly. I'm going to read an incident that occurred in the book of Exodus chapter 33. I'm going to read from verse 1 to 6 and then I'm going to read from verse 12 to 17 to drive home this point. Exodus 33, 1 to 6. Then the Lord said to Moses, Depart and go up from here, you and the people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt, to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, To your descendants I will give it. And I will send my angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites, and the Amorites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Hevites, and the Jebusites. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in your midst, lest I consume you on the way. For you are a stiff-necked people. And when the people heard this bad news, they mourned, and no one put on his ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, Say to the children of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people. I could come up into your midst in one moment and consume you. Now therefore, take off your ornaments, that I may know what to do to you. So the children of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments by Mount Horeb. Now I read verse 12 to 17. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. 
For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. So what was happening here was that Israel had sinned against God and God had promised to take them to the promised land. So God now says to Moses, you take the people, I will not go with you. God said, I'm not going to go with them because they are stubborn people. If I go with them, I'm going to kill them because of their stubbornness and their sin. But Moses interceded for the people and God changed his mind. And God told Moses, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. When God was telling the children of Israel through Haggai, I am with you. What was he saying? God was saying to them, I am present with you. When the Lord Jesus Christ gave the last command in Matthew chapter 28, he said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel, baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teach them everything that I have taught you. And then in the end, he said, lo, I am with you always. So God was saying, I am present with you people now that you have repented of your sins. According to Mark chapter 16 verse 20, the Bible says that the Lord Jesus Christ, after the disciples had gone out preaching, he says, and God was walking with them with signs and wonders manifesting. So when God was telling the people in Haggai's time that I am with you, he was saying to them, I will be doing this work of building the temple with you. He was also saying to them that now that you have repented, I am happy with you. You will recall that God was sad, was unhappy with Israel in the wilderness because of the gold calf that they had built. There are two important things that can make God not to be with you. The first one is sin. The Bible tells us that a time came when Samson, whom God was with, because of his relationship with Delilah, he sinned against God. And when Samson said, I'm going to rise up and shake as before, but he did not know that God had left him. Samson was able to perform feats because God was with him. But when he continually sinned, God departed. Samson thought it was the shaking that was making him to have power. He did not know that it was the presence of God that was giving him that power. Samson did not know that as a result of sin, God departed from him. The Bible tells us in James chapter 4 verse 8, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. When we sin against God, God withdraws from us. When we repent of sin, God comes back to us. A second thing that can make God not to be with us is pride. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. The Bible also tells us that God regards the proud from afar off. That means God does not come near the proud man. So if we want to have the presence of God with us all the time, we must avoid sin and we must be humble. Finally, I want to discuss what we can expect when God is with us. In Psalm 23, we know the psalm. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. From this psalm, we can say that when God is with us, he will give us sustenance. 
we can also say that when God is with us, he will protect us. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 and 2, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, But now thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. This means that when God is with you, you will overcome life's challenges. When God is with you, it does not mean that you will not have challenges. It means that you will be able to overcome those challenges when they come. In Genesis chapter 39, we read about Joseph in Egypt, how he was sold to Potiphar as a slave. But the Bible says that God was with Joseph in Potiphar's house, even though he was a slave, and he was a successful man in Potiphar's house. So when God is with you, you will prosper in whatever you do. No matter how menial it may seem to be, you will prosper in whatever it is that you do when God is with you. Also in Potiphar's house, Joseph was tempted by Pharaoh's wife, even though God was with him. So we must understand that because God is with you, temptation will always come your way. The presence of God does not protect you from temptation. Actually, it invites temptation because Satan wants you to sin so that God can be against you. So whenever the presence of God is with you and you see things happening because God is with you, you must also be very careful because temptation is also there lurking to make you to sin so that God can withdraw from you. Again, when God's presence is with us, it attracts the envy of other people. But as long as you remain humble and holy, the presence of God will remain with you. One important thing that I want us to note, after Joseph refused to sleep with Potiphar's wife, Joseph was thrown into prison. But the Bible says that God was with Joseph in that prison and caused everything that he did to prosper in the prison. This means that God's presence can be with you wherever you are. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter whether you are poor or whether you are rich. It doesn't matter whether you are powerful or whether you are weak. It doesn't matter whether you are living in a mansion or you are living in a pit. God will be with you if you are holy and if you are humble. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego defied King Nebuchadnezzar and they were thrown into the fire, God was with them inside the fire and he did not allow the fire to burn them or burn their clothes, but the fire burnt away the things that they used in tying them. So it is important that as Christians, we must crave every time the presence of God. Moses said to God, if you will not go with us, please don't send us anywhere. We don't want to go. Even though God told Moses, go, I will give you the land. I will give you the houses. I will give you the vineyard. Moses said, I will not go. If you are not going with us, we will not go anywhere. So I want to warn us that we must prefer the presence of God rather than the presence of God. We must seek the grace of God rather than the gifts of God. Whenever we have the presence of God, we will also have the presence of God. But it is possible to have presence and not have the presence of God. There are many people who are excited about spiritual gifts, but they are not excited about the grace of God, which are the fruit of the Spirit. So we must always crave the presence of God. We must always pray to God to help us to be with Him at all times. 
This is because of something that God said in 2 Chronicles chapter 15, and I'm going to read from verse 2 to verse 6. Let me read from verse 1, 2 Chronicles chapter 15 from verse 1 to 6. Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time, Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. But when in their trouble, they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. And in those times, there was no peace to the one who went out, not to the one who came in. But great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the lands. So nation was destroyed by nation and city by city, for God troubled them with every adversity. The Bible tells us that God will be with you as long as you remain with him. And the Bible tells us the result of what happens when God is not with the people. It says there will be no peace. There will be trouble everywhere. There will be great turmoil. Nation will fight against nation. City will fight against city. There will be rebellion everywhere and trouble everywhere. We must therefore remain in a place where we are humble and we are holy so that God can remain with us. Because as long as God is with us, we are guaranteed of his protection, of his sustenance, of overcoming life challenges, of prospering in whatever we do, of overcoming temptation, of being able to deal with envy and so on and so forth. And we know that it does not matter where we are. God will be with us. So the message that God sent to the people of Israel in Haggai's time is the same message that God is sending to us today. Be free of sin and God will be with you. I pray that as God promised the children of Judah in Haggai's time and said, I am with you, so will we hear God say to us, I am with you. As we make up our minds to begin to build the temple of God, God will come and be with us and we build that temple with us. I want us to understand that we cannot build the temple of God, that is our lives by ourselves. We just need to be prepared to do it and God will come and build it for us. As long as we make up our minds that this temple of God is to be built, God will come and build that temple along with us. My prayer is that God will help you and I to surrender our lives so that he can build his temple in us and with us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this discussion we've had today. We want to thank you for teaching us about your presence in our lives. Father, we crave your presence more than your presence. We renounce our sinfulness, repent of them, and we crave, Lord, that you will come and be with us. And that in being with us, you will build us, your temple, and you will take pleasure in our lives and come and indwell us. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen.